Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Fathers and daughters, they can have a very special relationship When I look at my husband and daughter, I can see how incredibly alike they are. And they have a lot of fun together. But sometimes I think, what will this relationship be like when she's older? When she's a teenager, for example, and slams the door in his face. When he stops being cool and funny and is just plain daggy. Madonna King is a journalist and author. Her latest book is called Fathers and Daughters, Helping Girls and Their Dads Build Unbreakable Bonds. Hi, Madonna. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, what inspired this book? I had written a book called Being 14 about the trials and tribulations that 14-year-old girls felt. And as I was getting into the car after a parent talk in Adelaide, his dad chased me to the car and he said, look, that's all very well, but, you know, how do I reconnect with my daughter? And from memory, he had a stepdaughter as well. And he was saying, look, I'm trying everything that worked when they were 13, but they're not listening now. And I actually felt like a bit of a deal because I got into the car and I just didn't know how to answer him. And I thought, because I'm not a parenting expert, I'm not an academic, I'm not an educationalist, I'm a journalist. And I got in the car and I thought, I'm just going to keep interviewing people till I find out the answer to that question. And I started the next day, you know, and I sought the counsel of 1,300 girls between 10 and 17, 400 dads, and then dozens of school principals and teen psychologists and parenting experts to try and just, just try and get into that little knot that, that happens when a teen girl approaches puberty and how a dad deals with her then. And um, I'm taking it from all of that, otherwise you wouldn't have a book, that this was a common experience for um, fathers and daughters, this sort of drifting apart during their teenage years. Oh, my God. Like, the things that I learned writing it, yeah, and not even, not even teen years, Siobhan. So when a little girl is, is four and five or six or seven, her dad is her world. He's big and he's strong. He'll be the first in the pool with her, the last off the trampoline, and she knows that. But at the age of, you know, 9 or 10 or 11, at school she realises all her other friends have different dads and they have different rules. And that is the first time she starts to think, well, he's no longer unchallengeable, he's no longer the giant. And then a couple of years later she will reach puberty, she'll get a period, and then she thinks... He hasn't a lived experience in being a girl. How does he really know what I'm going through? This is so embarrassing. And she is more likely, and I'm not talking in the case of dozens of girls, in hundreds. I only focused on those things that were common themes. She'll turn to mum for for emotional issues. She'll talk to her friends about things and they probably become her biggest influencer. And she takes a big step back from dad and if nothing else, if, if no one takes anything else out of this interview, how dad acts then, like if he takes a step back too to give her privacy or to make it easier for her or even to make it easier for him, boy, it's harder for him to reconnect in a couple of years' time. He so, can do it, but it's so much harder. And I can imagine that you'll go into this in more detail in your book, but I can 
picture myself if I think of, you know, what if this was me with my son, for example? Like I'm, I'm hoping my, my daughter will come to me when she goes through this period in time. Um, but as a parent, you just point, I think, mention something that must be really key is that if a dad thinks she wants privacy, I want to give her that respect and steps back instead of moving forward. I can imagine that's a very hard place to navigate as a dad if, if that's actually going to disconnect them. Oh, you know what? Absolutely. And my heart goes out to dads. This isn't an anti-dad book. This is trying to help mums to help dad stay in there. Because a dad might think, well, that's the appropriate thing. And of course, your daughter needs privacy. But what the girls are saying to me, hundreds of them, is, you know, well, dad, step back. Or, you know, what would you like to say to your dad if you could? And some of their answers, which is heartbreaking, like, you know, would you go camping with me, just the two of us, if I asked? Or um, when was the last time you went through a struggling time, Dad? What helped and how long did it last? These are the questions in their closed room that they want to ask Dad, but they can't bring themselves to, to do it. They're so feisty in so many other areas of their life. And so the onus is on Dad's then, while giving them a bit of privacy, not taking a step back, finding ways to keep that connection open. So one little example I give in the book is just a coffee on the way to school or a milkshake every Saturday morning. But it has to be the same time each week. And then when she starts to withdraw, as as invariably most of them do, dads can still say, well, that's okay, but next Thursday, you know, remember we've got our cup of coffee, you know. And that means come hell or high water, he gets to sit opposite her once a week or once a fortnight, just the two of them, without mum, without other siblings. And she knows he's actually got her back. So is she going to spill everything and tell dad what's, you know, her utmost secrets? No, but this gives dads an, op- dads an option of keeping that connection open, knowing what she's thinking, how she's thinking, and allowing her time with him. You know, I ask these girls, what would you most want in relation to your dad? Overwhelmingly, the answer was time. The second thing was being present, so dad being there. And the third was actually doing something physical with him, like, you know, whether it was go-karting or walking the dog or a project or something. So dads are are reading it as girls are not wanting to stay that close. Girls are saying to me, you know, well, I just don't know how to talk to him unless it's on something like, you know, maths homework or something quite clinical. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Madonna King. She's the author of Fathers and Daughters, Helping Girls and Their Dads Build Unbreakable Bonds. We've just been talking about the phenomena that um, Madonna experienced while she was researching this book as a journalist, that so many girls and their fathers drift apart during the teenage years. I must admit, Madonna, when um, you said that, I thought of my own teenage years and how awkward puberty was and thought, yeah, "Yeah, I get why they said that. I think I must have stepped back from my mum as well at that point. Well, it, I think, yeah, that you do. You step back from both. But but mum's a better communicator, isn't she? You know, women by and large. And most of them have more invested in their children, so they're around more. So it's easier to, to know what your daughter's thinking or what's happening in her life probably. How important – you mentioned, um, you know – 
reserving that time every week for a milkshake or a coffee or just something regular so that dads can have that one-on-one time. Um, How important is it for dads um, to be aware of their kids' private lives? Because one of the things I've noticed is that there's a lot of mums who seem to participate in school activities. They know who their kids' friends are, that sort of thing. Is that an important step for dads to kind of embrace, like knowing who their friends are, turning up at sporting events, that kind of thing? Absolutely. But it's not as easy as that because so many dads and school principals said to me that dads are kind of facing a bit of a glass ceiling in the same way people like you and I have faced it in the corporate world for a long time. That, you know, it's hard for a dad to be in charge of the netball team or to walk across the school without anyone wondering who's that bloke, you know, over on the oval or just to be part and parcel of tuck shop. And when you think of our workplaces, often our workplaces see women as mums first and workers second. And I, I don't think that's right. But likewise, it's not right that they see dads as workers first and dads second. And I think schools are trying to engage dads more because that will help the girls. But the schools also say they stand to benefit. They say that often, um, and I talk a bit of a sense to this, to be honest. I'm, a, I'm the mother of a 13 and a 14-year-old girl. But they said that often mums become so invested in their kids that they want to fight every argument for them. <laughs> so one one principal said to me, if it's a Monday morning and there's three mums in his waiting room, he knows it's a fairly normal day. This is a dad, he starts to worry. But I put this to the girls. And this is where dads can come into their own too. One girl said to me, look, uh, this is a direct quote, mum overthinks things too much. She says, this might happen, then this might happen, then this might happen. Geez, it's like she's read horror stories all night. Or this other girl said to me, if she brought home a C in maths, her father would probably ask her whether she needs a tutor. And she said to me, my mum would just get upset. So you know that ability for dads, which sometimes infuriates us probably as partners, where they sit back and they seem awfully, and this is a gross generalisation, but so many described it in this way, they sit back and don't really kind of join in the emotion of the debate. Girls love that dad is able to come and say something, say it straight and give them options. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a girl will say, if he doesn't think something's good for me, he suggests another path. Or dad gets straight to the point so I understand what he's saying. Yeah. And I think if we saw more dads in, involved in school activities and schools allowed them to do that, because in many cases, the overprotectionist policies in our schools mean dads are shut up, shut out a little bit. And if if they just realised how important they are to their their daughters. Like a lot of dads describe themselves as second in charge Mm -hmm. or um, mum's offsider kind of thing. And if they understood that, you know, what their daughter expects from a man later in life is hugely influenced by them, they set the bar on what their daughter will accept. Now, when you say that to a dad one-on-one, you know, they go, what? 
But that has been shown over and over again. Research has shown that dads can increase their daughter's academic performance. He can teach her calmness, cognitive thinking, practical skills. Now, that doesn't mean other people can't, including mum. But research has shown over and over that their skills dads can pass on. So how good would it be if more of them did? And most kindling parents would have girls who are still under six. Is it too soon to be thinking about um, their relationship? No, because I think that date, that, you know, milkshake date, the earlier it is, the more that cannot be changed as they get older. I think, you know, it's the same with rules, Siobhan. You know, so many dads have said to me, well, you know, I've bent the rules a little bit on the phone in the room or, you know, to keep the peace. Those type of things are long-term pain for short-term gain. You know, so if you can start when your daughter's young and whether it's a weekly run or walking the dog or a milkshake date and that's just setting concrete, it becomes part of her routine and you've got to keep it. And, I mean, we have uh, obviously been um, speaking about dads this whole time, but you do mention in the preface of your book that um, it's often women who are searching out this information, whether it's in listening to a story like this or reading a book. How is it that mothers can play a part in helping their partners, if their partners are male, um, build that strong relationship and maintain it? Because we we kind of need to be absent from it, don't we? You need, I think that um, as mothers, we need to get our our partners more to the starting line. And that often takes a step back. So if we say, um, in my house, my children aren't sporty, but my husband does the music. Now I know there's once a term when he forgets an ensemble practice. <laughs> or there's once a week when they're five minutes late. Mm-hmm. But... It is his responsibility, and they then go to him for everything relating to music. So we're not perfect either, and one school principal described it to me as um, Dr. Bryony Scott, and her husband is actually the Director General of the Department of Education, former head of the ABC. And she said, you know, she found herself, it's like you pack the dishwasher of a night every night, and then someone else packs it. And before you go to bed, you think, oh, it's all packed wrong, and you might try and repack a little bit of it. We've got to actually allow dads to make mistakes in the same way we have so that they actually get good at something that they're probably less experienced in than we are. And so I think that's the first thing. And the second thing is with school and with extracurricular activities, just to take a step back and let dads be a bigger part of the decision-making process. And I think we'll all benefit then. You know, and sport is a good example then. And this kind of, it frustrated me because my girls aren't sporty. But all those girls who played a sport, and particularly a gender-neutral sport, like swimming, running, AFL, water polo, hockey, they spoke about their dad in beautiful terms. And when you look at it, more often than not, dads drove them to training. Sometimes they helped coach their team. They went and saw them on weekends. But those drives to and from practice meant they developed a relationship over a sport 
that other girls didn't develop with their dads. This really worried me, and I came home and I sat my husband down and said, all right, you know, <laughs> they're taking up a sport. What sport can you do? <laughs> but as I analysed all the, the results, it's also an activity. So those girls who went camping with their dads, those who went for a walk the dog of a night, those girls that there was one dad who loved ACDC music. So he got his daughter into it and they, they wrote lyrics and they listened to it out loud and then they jumped on a plane, just the two of them, and flew across to Sydney from Perth for a concert. Uh, a clinical psychologist, one of Australia's best, Andrew Fuller, his 14-year-old daughter, he got on a plane for the, the Christmas holidays and they went and they volunteered at an elephant orphanage in Sri Lanka. Now, it doesn't have to be as grand as that, but it's... Dad and daughter doing something physical or building together without anyone else. So they had their own memories. So my father, my father, my husband takes one of our daughters to park run each Saturday and the other one, he goes to Pilates with every Thursday night. Oh, I love and, that. Pilates, what a modern man. Well, well, but you know, six weeks later, um, I said to my eldest daughter, um, one night, so what's the boss? What happened at Pilates tonight? She turned around, she winked at my husband and turned to me and said, sorry, mum, but what goes on at Pilates stays at Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> and just he said the difference because, you know, they're talking about exercises and ones he can't do and she can do. And it's one hour, but to her it's opened up this whole channel and indeed to him that that existed in other ways but I think this has really focused it. Oh that's brilliant. Well Madonna thank you so much for writing this book. I think it's going to help a lot of people and thanks for talking to us. Oh, thank you. Thanks Siobhan. That's Madonna King. She's the author of Fathers and Daughters Helping Girls and Their Dads Build Unbreakable Bonds. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.